There are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. This program is all about helping people more meaningfully and productively connect with their work and equipping organizations to do the same for their employees. I bring on guests who have a particular perspective or experience that I think expands the conversation, and I often draw on the meaning and work research I've been doing over the last 15 years, as well as from my own consulting, speaking, and developing workforces across the globe. Last week, if you missed the live show, you can always catch it via recorded podcast. Did you know that by 2020, 50% of the workforce will be comprised of the millennial generation? We were on the air with Sherry Elliott Yeary, who is known as the generational guru. She's the author of Ties to Tattoos, Turning Generational Differences into Competitive Advantage. We talked about the ideas in the book series she is soon releasing called Crack the Millennial Code, where one book is on marketing, second is managing, and third is motivating millennials. With us this week is Ashley Kate Adams, who is a working actress and producer at AKA Studio Productions, Broadway and First National Tour talent. Starring in many productions, which we'll talk about, she also inspired and co-produced the film Beauty Mark, which debuted at the 2017 LA Film Festival. She is the proud producer at AKA Studio Productions of such uh, um, films as Photo Op, Rules of Cool, Ace, Mulligan, and the Dodgers. We'll be talking about how she entered the entertainment industry, some hard lessons she's learned along the way, and how she's persisted in her field, and hear about a few of the productions she's most proud of. She joins us today from New York City. Ashley Kate, welcome to Working on Purpose. Thank you so much, Elise. How are you doing today? I am so great. We got to give a shout out to how we met. Thank you, American Airlines, for uniting us. Yes, the thank two you, of American us, Airlines. Yes, the two of us were on a flight from Dallas to LaGuardia um, a couple weeks ago, I guess it was, and she was my seatmate that I didn't talk to for hardly any of the flight until the very end, and then I discovered this prize next to me. So I'm so happy to have met you, and I can't wait to share this story with our listeners. Oh, thank you so much. We definitely made every minute count. We did. I did. I took furious notes, and here we are. So so first things first, Ashley, Kate, you know, yes. of all things, why this career in acting and movies? I mean, there are so many things you could have done with yourself, you know, been a construction person, been, you know, in marketing, in accounting, for goodness sakes, and you chose I, this field. Um, I think it comes down to kind of being a family business. Like, you know, sometimes you hear like a third generation business, like my father, you know, owned an air conditioning company. And now I'm, you know, passing that down to my son and his son or his daughter. And um, my family has always been in the storytelling business. I was born and raised in a musical theater family. My mom and dad had BFAs in musical theater, just like me. And so acting has always kind of been a home for me. You know, the theatrical stage has always been home to me. And then as I've gotten older, um, it has expanded and kind of um, grown and evolved into movies. Okay. I get that. So this is the water you've been swimming in for the last, you know, for, well, I guess the last bit of your life. You're, you're 30 years old, we can actually say. Absolutely. So, you know, beautiful 30. That was a, a beautiful time in my life, I might tell you, several years ago, but I, <laughs> I remember it fondly. Um, but, but you could have chosen, like I did, not to go the path of your parents. My parents were fantastic entrepreneurs, first in farming and then in the restaurant business. And wow. 
I loved all of that exposure, but I didn't choose those as a field. You right. did choose your parents' field. Why? Yeah, I... I mean, I just had to, you know, growing up, everybody was like, where do you want to live when you're older? Where do you want to live when you're older? And I was like, well, New York City. And they're like, why? Like, why would you want to move away from your parents, away from Kentucky? Um, I studied school in Cincinnati and everybody's like, why in the heck do you want to go to New York? And I would always say, since I had been 14 years old, well, it's because Broadway is there. And so I think I... I, I just picked it because I just always felt this this call to the stage and I wanted to do it on a grand scale. Um, and I just always felt so passionate about it. And it's funny, you know, because my parents were in the industry, but in a smaller market like Louisville, Kentucky, I, I knew it was going to be challenging. You know, they were never stage parents, but they always just allowed opportunities to be around me. And so I just kept moving forward and trudging forward. And then I ended up here in New York City. Mm. Yeah. It's wonderful. Well, along the way, and you and I talked about this a bit on the plane, you must have had just a couple of important influences or mentors. Yes? No? Kind of? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Obviously, my mother and father, you know, they kind of were naturally my first voice and acting teachers, not by not by choice, just by watching their trade, but um, my theatrical home base in in all of the United States is actually it's a a little dinner theater called Derby Dinner Playhouse that my mom still works at and she still performs there every single night and my mom and dad um, were kind of one of the first couples who helped get the theater kind of off the ground um, in the 80s and so all of that those people, that tribe of people that still work there today, I watched them. They were my mentors. Um, another very ins- important person in my life is a woman named Sandra Rivera. She owned the dance studio in Louisville, Kentucky, and she first op- she was the first musical theater dance studio owner in the area uh, because, you know, it's a special field for acting, singing and dance and nurturing all those abilities. Um, so she started a group with me called the Showbiz Kids, and we, we toured the United States um, in lots of theme parks, including Coney Island and Cincinnati and some theme parks, Rhode Island, um, all around the United States. States. And so I performed with her. Um, I also had incredible teachers at the Youth Performing Arts High School in Louisville, Kentucky. I was just so blessed with all this training. And then um, when I moved to college to Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, um, I can't, you know, I I wouldn't be where I am today without um, our, the head of our department, Aubrey Berg from Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, who he also gave me my union equity card, along with Lynn D. Myers at the Ensemble Theater of Cincinnati. So those, those people were my, were definitely my first mentors of my theatrical career. Oh my gosh. You know, it's so important who we pick up in life along the way. In oh, fact, yes. I, I think it's Robert Keegan, if I'll give to him credit for saying this. He says that the sum total of who you become in life are the people you happen to recruit into your life along the way. It Isn't is, that amazing? It is amazing. And and you are so correct. And that is so true. Mm. I, I just have to share with you quickly. You had that inner voice that told you to go to New York City. And I think we talked about this on the plane. I grew up in a very small town in northeastern Oregon that had, at the time when I was in high school, 4,800 people and maybe a couple. And wow. I worked for my for my parents in the restaurant business that they, that they had. And my dad wanted me to take the, the business over when I was 18. But what he didn't know, Ashley Kate, was all those years that I was waiting tables for him. People <laughs> would come through this little town of ours going someplace else. And they were from really exotic places like Portland, Oregon. 
which Port- is where like Portland, like Portland, Oregon, <laughs> which is where I decided to you know haul myself to when I got out of high school. So I could appreciate this. You had the call for New York City. I had the call for Portland, Oregon. I love it. <laughs> That's great. I know, I know. And so you you were being called to Broadway, and you got there by age twenty three. How did that happen? I did. And, you know, it's so funny growing up being this black sheep of a musical theater family. I was just so passionate. And I would always say, I want to make it to Broadway by 16. And my young, younger self thought that if I didn't make it by 16, that I wasn't a success. Talk about, you know, just like having a little too much drive there. But um, I did make my Broadway, isn't that crazy? I did make my Broadway debut um, at age 23 and the gorgeous revival um, of La Caja Fall. And um, the show had been on Broadway two times previous before that. Um, I mean, that is thanks to my incredible team at the time. My my first agent actually from Kentucky, um, my first manager, actually, I spoke to him today. Um, his name's Chase Jennings, and he vetted me into Station 3 Entertainment. They got that appointment in from um, some incredible casting directors up here in New York City, and I booked it. It was an immediate replacement um, because one of my dear friends um, actually got pregnant with, with her child, and she was playing a very conservative role. Um, going home to meet the parents, so they they couldn't have um, Anne on my arm, if you will, pregnant. So, <laughs> my uh, my first role in that show every night was the role of Colette, and it was to cover and stand by for that role. And then I was very lucky. It was very interesting how how life creeps in. I made my Broadway debut on a Tuesday evening, and we got told that the show would be closing the next Wednesday. So the next day after the matinee show, I got told the show would be closing. So it was a very high highs and very low lows within the first 24 hours. <laughs> mm. I yeah. can appreciate that. Well, just quickly, what was it like, though, to be on Broadway at age 23? I mean, just a true dream come true. And there's this great song in Act Two of Lacage. Um, it's called The Best of Times. And the whole song's about the best of times is now. And it's about being present in the moment. And I remember every night because I did get to do, I think I did 31 shows before it closed, you know, when we got that notice. And I just remembered looking out into the seats thinking, this is it. This is what I've dreamed of, you know, my whole life. I've dreamt of this my whole life. And it just, it was, it was the coolest thing ever. And you try to slow down in the moment and you try to appreciate it and, you know, just be kind to everyone you meet and say thank you as much as you can. Um, Truly was a dream come true. And then I got to tour with the show um, for the next nine months across the United States and play gorgeous venues like um, the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. and the famous, fabulous Fox Theater in St. Louis. And truly a dream come true. Well, if you can, uh, that's amazing. It, it's just so wonderful to see somebody go for the gusto in their life and and, and get that. I mean, you know that I, I speak on passion and purpose all the time because so oh, many yes. people are walking through the world and they're dead. Ashley, Kate, they're not living that. They're not screaming for their dreams like that. Yeah. So would you sketch for us just briefly a little bit of your career? I want to talk more about some of your actual work in the third segment, but sketch high level what, what you've done to date. Okay, I was in the closing Broadway company of the Tony Award winning La Cajo Full. I was in the first national tour of La Cajo Full as well in the role of 
Colette. Um, I have been seen on television in shows like uh, Tina Fey's Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on uh, Netflix. I have been seen in USA's Royal Pains. My voice has been heard on television shows like uh, HBO's True Detective and the Michael J. Fox show uh, on NBC. Um, And then I have been in such films as One Message, Pitching Tense, which is currently um, available on VOD and Apple TV on Amazon Prime. Um, And then I've produced... um, three television series, one called Rules of Cool that I created with my best girlfriends not long after uh, Lacage, um, Capital Advice, Mulligan, um, and a few others. <laughs> so I'd say that's the, the broad strokes, if you will. <laughs> that is one of those kind of things where I, I look at you as a 30-year-old person and I see all you have done and it's just fantastic. Oh my gosh, you are very kind. Thank you. And it's funny, you know, as artists and as entrepreneurs, Sometimes inside of us, you know, it never feels enough and we just keep pushing ourselves. So I truly appreciate that affirmation. (laughs) Well, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes you don't really know just all you've done until you talk with other people and you you just start to say it out loud for yourself. And then you start to just sort of hear what other people are doing. Not that we want to compare ourselves to others, but, you know, there's something about going, oh, wow, I've really done all this stuff in these short years. Absolutely. And I think coming from a place of being an actress first and then, you know, in in the later part of my 20s, expanding to also becoming a producer, I looked at how busy this week was. And, you know, as you said, we'll kind of discuss some of these amazing events going on in my life this week. And I looked at it and I go, oh, my God, I actually created every single one of these opportunities for myself. And that is whoo, that's a lot, you know, to to be like, wow okay, I built all these things from the ground up and it's just, I'm grateful that I've been able to do it. I don't know how, but it takes a village. I'll say that. (laughs) It it does. And I think it's wonderful that you talk about, you know, being aware that you generated these opportunities. They didn't just come to you and just land on your doorstep. You generated them. Of course you had help and you had people around you, but you generated them. And there's, I think the reason I want to say that to our listeners is that there's so much that we don't understand about how much we can empower ourselves and the power that we do have to create the lives and the futures that we want for ourselves. If only we'll get into action and start at it. Absolutely. You can dream it. You can do it. I truly believe that. Um, well, all right. Well, let's do this. Let's take a, a, a short little break here because I, I want to be able to, to get, get, take the next segment and really hit the lessons that you've learned and some of the experiences you've had along the way. So I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Ashley Kate Adams, who is a working actress and producer, Broadway and first national tour talent. She joins us today from New York City. We've been talking a bit about her background, her history, how she got into this space, and being on Broadway by age 23 and how her young career at age 30 has unfolded. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about important lessons and experiences then. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose.
This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guest is Ashley Kate Adams, who is a working actress and producer at AKA Studio Productions, Broadway and First National Tour Talent as well. Starring in many productions, which we'll talk about a little bit later, she also inspired and co-produced the film Beauty Mark, which debuted at the 2017 LA Film Festival. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So we talked before about how you got yourself into this business. What I want to talk about are some of those really crucial lessons and experiences you've had along the way that have really shaped who you are. There's something about, right, there's something about being in that space and recognizing those things at the time and then letting them inform your being that I really think makes you a pretty spectacular young woman. Thank you. You're welcome. So to start, Mm -hmm. this is hard. You lost your dad in August of 2016, and we talked on the plane about how important that was a reset for you. So tell us about your dad, what he means to you, and how his death has helped you reset. My dad um, just was the best human being. Um, His name was Ernie Adams, Ernest Adams, and um, he's an actor and a singer and a lover of the the arts. Um, Married to my mom for many years, and he has three beautiful children, I would like to think. Um, I'm the oldest of three. He... um, he just always encouraged me to live my dream. And um, kind of as we were talking about this calling to go to New York, you know, to my to my dad, it was never too big of a dream. And um, he understood it. And he said to me many times, you know, my mom and dad are very talented people. And they could have moved to New York and they, they could have they could have done this career. They could have also, you know, been on Broadway. But my dad always knew that he wanted to settle down and start a family so the next generation could do it. Um, and that always just meant so much to me. And when I was in my, my mid twenties and this kind of rumbling started inside of me to kind of create and lead my own work, my father was just my biggest cheerleader and and my biggest fan. Um, of course my mother as well, but, um, my father just, you know, every day on his lunch break, he would call me from work and we would talk about what's next. And, um, he would, he would help me have courage on the path as I was kind of like starting out in an area that like, you know, just was dark. Like I I didn't know what was truly going to be before me. And he just was always so encouraging to me and, and just like my right hand man. And, um, Yeah, so uh, in July of 2016, I was teaching for this amazing company I work for up here called A Class Act New York. I teach Broadway boot camps for them as well as I direct their productions. And I got a call in the middle of class that my dad had gone to the doctor and he got moved to the cancer wing. And I'm not kidding you, five weeks later, um, he passed. Still unbelievable. On August 20th, 2016 at like 7.15 p.m., Unbelievable. Um, yeah. And how was that a reset for you? I think especially when you are a young adult and you lose your rock and one of your parents, you know, kind of out of order of your life, right? It's like you think, oh, I'm going to maybe grow older, hopefully get married, hopefully have children, then you think maybe years and years after that, you know, you might lose somebody. 
Um, I think having those sequence of events challenged and having the loss of that spirit and presence in your life, it, it, it causes you to literally reset your life, to, mm-hmm. to literally refocus how you, you function. Um, and that's what it did for me. I mean, it, it literally gutted me out. I mean, the grieving process is not fun. And to be frank, I had a very charmed life as far as loss was concerned. Um, you know, I lost all of my grandparents when I was in my 20s. And like the closest person to me who passed, and there were, you know, many people, as I've kind of talked about in my life, in my family's artistic life. I mean, we lost like our deacon at church. I mean, that was the closest thing I had for loss other than my incredible three of my grandparents who passed. And um, yeah, my dad, I just, I lost him and it, it forced me to look at my life in a completely different way in order to continue moving forward, in order to continue living with purpose. I see that as so profound. And, and again, I talk to my listeners a lot about when life's, you know, gives you lemons, can you, can you find a way to make lemonade and your ability, right? Your ability to, to step out of that with resilience and even more resolve and focus is a testament to you, Ashley Kate. It's a testament to you. And I want to acknowledge that and honor that in you here. Thank you. That, that means a lot. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I know, right? Life is, you know, here's the great thing, right? We as human beings come equipped with this full, beautiful spectrum of emotions. And do you know how many people try so hard to wedge out those that emotional spectrum? Because it's hard to live in the emotional space, but can also be so beautiful and contributing to our lives. And so Absolutely. I want to also acknowledge how you are handling yourself and dealing with all the emotions that I know are welling in you right now. Yeah. He's proud. This is cool. I think he, wherever he is right now, he is, he is very proud of that this is happening. You know, it's special. Yes, it is special. It is. Yes. And it, thrilled again that I got to cross paths with you. And now you're part of my life, my dear. You're not getting away from me. So I know. I what are the other things we talked about on the plane, which I think is hopelessly interesting and definitely something I would, would want you to share with our, our listeners is you talked about some important lessons you've learned along the way around boundaries. Oh. What do you mean about boundaries and what have you learned? Um, so I think the biggest lesson that I was forced to learn from my father's death was the idea of valuing myself valuing my energy, valuing my potential, valuing my place in other people's lives, valuing my place within the creation of, of properties, of ideas. Um, because when the person passes that's try, has been trying to teach you this lesson your whole life, you know, you're left out in the middle of the water. And it's like, you better know now. You better you know, know the lesson by now because you have to. You're the only one who can you know, keep reminding yourself of this because that person can't physically be there anymore to reassure you. And, and so with that value comes, I think a new reflection and, um, just understanding of boundaries. And I think when you grow up as a young woman in the entertainment industry, you're taught that you're kind of on this bottom of the bold, uh, the totem pole, if you will, especially as like a blonde, outgoing actress. Um, you know, people, 
you've heard it a billion times. It's like people look at you, they think you're a dime a dozen, they can call you into the room. And, you know, the first film I ever worked on, it was a non-union film and I was getting my feet wet. And I tell you, it was a really, just a really challenging experience. And I was not treated properly um, by that director. And that really informed, I think, my future. And I wanted to create a safe space for work. And I think that's why now I created AK Studio Productions. And, you know, I've learned many hard lessons with creating my own work. And when you are a producer, when you are a young creator, all you want to do is share, share, share. You want to get everybody excited, come together for a common purpose. And, you know, sometimes you can fall into challenging, you know, relationships in your personal life. But for me, it's more so, you know, uh, been in business sometimes where, of course, people are going to be attracted to that energy and that drive and, you know, a genuine gentleness and uh, kindness for other people. And so that has been a huge lesson for me to learn over the past um, few years to, you know, you kind of hear that saying, protect your heart protect your art. And, um, I definitely am going to do a, a, a better job of that moving forward. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I know a little something about this because of what we talked on the plane. I, I want to have you talk and share your experience about the movie Beauty Mark. First, of course, what the story is about and mm-hmm. why you wanted to make the film, because I also know there's some lessons in that as well. And some incredible experiences you've had along the way there. So mm-hmm. Beauty Mark. Yeah. Um, Beauty Mark is an incredible uh, film that actually comes out today on VOD and Apple TV, Amazon. It is distributed by The Orchard. Um, Yeah, it's incredible. We had the New York premiere last night, which I was very proud uh, to attend. Um, It is written and directed by Harris Duran. Um, and it was shot by Karina Silva, who is my homegirl and one of the best DPs in the business. Um, yeah, so I, I had the idea to share my story. So, and by my story, I mean my personal story from my childhood. So I would say one of the, you know, most traumatizing things I've been through, obviously, as a young adult is the loss of my father. But before that, um, when I was a young child. Um, I've unfortunately was taken advantage of at, um, a location when I was a child. And so some things, if you will, were taken away from me in that respect. So I decided to share a version of that story, um, with a a colleague of mine. We had produced a film, um, together and that, that, you know, story that I had got turned into this, this beautiful and and haunting script called Beauty Mark. You are amazing. (laughs) I, I, I really appreciate that, you know, that we're talking about this. It's a very important thing to talk about. It's a huge part of your life, certainly. And what, what you've experienced and what you've created. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So the film comes out today Um, do you, what's the plan for it? Is there in terms of promoting it in terms of what you, what, what you hope it will do? Um, well, I think uh, within my understanding, I I think the fact that we got, um, this distribution deal with the orchard is unbelievably, um, huge. 
I mean, they're just incredible, incredible um, company distributor. Um, many great films have, have come up through them and been introduced to the world. It was incredible to make our premiere last year at the LA Film Festival. Um, so it's won, you know, many accolades like the Woodstock Film Festival, Austin Film Festival, you know, those things stack up. But but the important part that, you know, sometimes people forget in the journey is is this story of of sexual abuse and a young woman coming back to her home state of Kentucky and trying to take her power back and trying to find her voice back. And um, and I'm proud to say that through the creation of this film and pre-production, I got to complete that full circle for myself. And if you can believe it, right before my father passed. Because oh my there was gosh. a lot of healing, right? There was a lot of healing that had to happen. Um, there were a lot of conversations my family had to have as to why things were handled in a certain way when I was so young in the early 90s, you know, living in Kentucky, and uh, why the church responded in a specific way, why certain charges were pressed, were not pressed, or charged. Um, it was kind of fascinating how it all kind of snowballed at once, right, and happened. And then... You know, it's um, some challenging business lessons happened, and I actually was in Kentucky when the the movie filmed. By that time, I had become a co-producer on the film, um, and I was no longer in the film, but I was also, it's so intense, I was also in town at that time because that's when my father was was passing. So um, talk about a year to gut me out. That was 2016. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I just can't even imagine. I'm so happy that we're having this conversation when this is just coming out, though, and that we're talking about this because it's such an important topic for it so is. many, not just women, but also for men who've been through Absolutely. this experience. So since I wanted in this segment to talk about important lessons and experiences mm-hmm. for you, you know, you've alluded to some of this, but what were some of the important lessons you got from putting Beauty Mark out in the world? I mean, I think I can go back to the original idea of protect your heart, protect your art. I think sometimes when we when we work with friends, um, you know, we don't necessarily think when we trust people, when we love people that we, you know, need to put things down on paper. And I just I just want to encourage everybody, you know, it's just important to kind of to, to write things down, and, and even if it's even a small email um, of consent, you know, just to really think about those things. Because when we get excited and when we create, and once again, we just, you know, want to give, we want to share, we want to excite people, you know, sometimes we we forget to kind of, you know, dot, dot our I's and cross our T's. And I think that's a, a large kind of lesson I learned. And I also think I did learn a lesson of, of value with that. Um, as I said, there was a time where telling the story became uh, very challenging for me and, and, and the working environment because of it became very challenging for me. And so I kind of, I gave away a lot of my rights on the film and a lot of my percentage on the film and my major title on the film. And that was my choice and I felt at the time I was I was making, you know, the correct choice that which I did so with absolute integrity that I stand by to this day. But, you know, when when it's something that comes from your your core, it's that's a that's a challenging thing to 
to truly share and say, I release this and to want the story to survive more than anything. It was the hardest thing I've done in my life besides losing my father. I just so, so applaud how you have come through this. And again, at such a young age and to fold it into your being and your, your sense of experience and purpose and self is, and to come through the other side bigger and stronger and more capable. It's, it's beautiful. It's weird because when I met you, Miss Elise, I was, it meant so much to me that I met a person like you that was able to affirm me in these certain ways. And that's why, you know, we kept kind of getting emotional on the plane and I'm get you know, I get emotional right now talking about this. There has been so much pain and so much loss in the recent year and a half, two years of my life. But man, I'll tell you, one of those lessons in, and gifts is true clarity. And there's a lot of clarity going on right now. And I am just trying to move forward as quickly and diligently as possible and trying to rock and roll, you know? You know, what I so appreciate about what you said about our meeting is, you know, we never know what's going on with other people when we cross paths with them. I didn't know at the time when I met you what you were going through. And I didn't know, you know, what our interaction really was. I knew that I, I knew that, I felt lifted and I felt an, an incredible energy by talking with you. But of course, I had no idea what you were, you know, happening on the other side. So, sure. I, oh my gosh, I just appreciate so much that kind of connection. What we know, Ashley Cage, is that what people want desperately in life, in addition to, to of course, making something in themselves, is they want meaningful connection with other people. Yeah. And for me, you were and are a meaningful connection. Thank you, Elise. You're I welcome. Agree. <laughs> well, well, let's take a quick break here. I want to talk about your work after the break. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Ashley Kate Adams, who is a working actress and producer, Broadway and First National Tour talent. She joins us today from New York City. We've been talking a bit about some of the important life lessons she's learned and those experiences and how she's incorporated them into her being. After the break, I want to hear about her work in acting and producing. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now... Back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Ashley Kate Adams, who is a working actress and producer at AKA Studio Productions, Broadway and First National Tour Talent as well. Starring in many productions, which we'll talk about here in this next segment, she also inspired and co-produced the film Beauty Mark, which debuted at the 2017 LA Film Festival. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So we've been talking about how you got into this business, some amazing lessons that have helped make you who you are. For this last bit together, I want to have you share a bit about the actual work you've been doing, acting and producing. So if I heard this right on the plane, you have produced eight shows by the age of 30. Is that right? 
Yeah, so there's been many more actual shows. There's been eight television or film properties that I've produced. But I've produced probably an additional 10 concerts in the New York area, places like Joe's Pub, 54 Below, New York Musical Theater Festival. Um, And then I also produced the world premiere of the play The Dodgers out in Los Angeles um, two years ago. So... I got to ask this question because when I share with people that I meet and 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 certainly you know pe- men that I might actually meet for the first time on a date or over time <laughs> they 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 often ask me you know they try to like tap me down you know so I want to uh-huh. understand right what uh-huh. motivates you to work as hard as you do and see things through to completion where does that come from <laughs> You know a big part of it is reflecting on it all and understanding, holy crap, if I did not kick my butt into gear, some of these things would not be in existence. And I think especially with the lesson of finality through my father's quick passing, I think truly understanding that we have no moment like the present, that keeps my butt in gear, I would say, 500% of the time. (laughs) Wow, that's that's so great. I mean, and there's something about that motivation. And some people, you know, have it so big and so hard and so strong and others on the other end of the spectrum just have a hard time getting motivated. So when I see it as stoutly showing up as it is for you, I just, I have to ask that question. So yeah, and you know, and I just, it's interesting, you know, I, if you look at my life on paper, you know, I'm this bubbly blonde girl from Kentucky and grew up in the theater and went to the best musical theater school in the nation. And, you know, like when you look at my life on paper, I'm extremely privileged, right? We've been talking about the idea of privilege in the nation recently. And, but at the same time, you know, there is a flip side to what was actually going on in my childhood, what I've actually had to face in my young adult years. And I've had to work for everything I have. I have never gotten a break. As you noticed, even when I got my big Broadway debut, it it got taken away the next day. So I've never had anything handed to me. And believe it or not, I think it's been the biggest blessing of my life. I would agree. And I, I would be remiss not to share with our listeners here. I want to hear about a couple of the movies that you either acted in or, or held a particularly yeah. important role for you. What, what were they and why are you proud of them? What resonated for you with them? Okay, I can't start this list without talking about Rules of Cool. Rules of Cool was the first series that I created with two of my very best friends, Caitlin Cook and Lacey Jekka. Um, it... It's an incredible series about two girls coming of age in New York City, and it was just a mirror and expression of our lives in the early 20s um, in the city. And that sold actually to full screen. So it was a very cool day because when I was actually filming Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix, which was also a dream come true because I'm literally being like spoken to from like Tina Fey, and then I buy Tina Fey, and then I like go into my dressing room and I'm working with my literary agent, and we are, you know, doing a deal to sell my very first. TV show to a platform. So I can't, I can't talk about the list without talking about, um, rules of cool. Um, another one, which is very important to me, the, the trailer just released yesterday. It is Mulligan and it's an up and coming drama. It's the first series narrative television show about golf that was actually created by my incredible boyfriend, uh, Patrick Cannon. And, um, I'm executive producer of the show. He created the show and stars in it and I am co-star in it. 
um, as his girlfriend, Mona. So that's another great series that you guys can check out, Mulligan. Um, and check out the trailer. We just hit 20,000 views in like 24 hours. Um, obviously, Beauty Mark comes out today on VOD, Apple TV, all of that magic. It's a feature film. And then I'm actually leaving for um, Los Angeles tomorrow morning to work on one of my best girlfriends. Her name is Corbin Reed. You might know her um, from How to Get Away with Murder or Valor on the CW. It's her short film called Blind Sight. And I'm one of the lead producers on that film as well. So those are some of them. Those are the ones that are bopping around this week. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay, I got that. And I understand how they they can change import or connection for you according to where you are in life. I totally get that. Oh, yes. Oh, okay, yes. now what about, what about producing movies? How did that start? What's the history there? So when I was about 25 um, years old, I was... I was in a production um, at Paper Mill Playhouse, which is a very prestigious regional theater, and it was very interesting. Like, I just had these emotions while I was on stage, and I was just like, gosh, I'm sitting here, and I'm in the show, and I'm singing all my high C's, and I'm in pretty dresses. Why am I not feeling creatively as fulfilled as I thought I was going to, you know, <laughs> when I got to this moment of my stage theatrical career, right? I'm like, uh, this doesn't feel right. And what was happening inside of me, I had this incredible wig gentleman named George who was putting on my wig and he goes, Ashley, has there just been anything inside of you that you've been wanting to work on? And I'm like, you know, I was talking to another friend of mine who is a producer. I don't even know what producers do for TV and film and, you know, theater, but he said maybe I should try to think about producing. And I swear to God, in 2015, it just started kind of like not falling in my lap, but there were these properties like the Dodgers, like Rules of Cool that came to me as the cool girls originally, you know, that started coming to me and people were like, you know, you might be the right person to kind of lead this project along. And so I just started doing, I started, you know, bumping into things, learning on, on my, on my feet and in the job and literally just throwing myself into the lion's den to figure out how to make things. And that's, that's, to be honest, that's how it started. <laughs> it sounds about like you from what I know of you already. <laughs> I got that. Okay. And, and you've already mentioned a few things that you you've produced, but are there any in particular that you produce that you're proud of? Rules of Cools has to be because I literally knew nothing and it was a new medium, right? I mean, I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to hire actors, how to do contracts, how to work with the union. You know, we literally created that from nothing, raised $20,000 in three months. We didn't know investors. We didn't know how to do this. We created a crowdfunding campaign. I mean, I'm just so proud of starting that from idea through completion and you know, what else? I mean, Mulligan, that was huge. We filmed this past October. I'm just so, I'm so proud of that, how we all came together. There was a crew, I think between cast and crew, there were 75 of us that worked in Pittsburgh for two weeks. People worked for little to no money just to tell this story of this ex-pro golfer getting out of jail and going back to work at his family's driving range. And I'm just so, I'm so proud of that and how everybody came together and how no one was greedy and it was all about the story. And then I would say Beauty Mark. I'm incredibly proud of producing that. It was such a hard subject matter, obviously, for me to talk about because it was my life. And then to talk about it in an 
you know, kind of an entertainment setting. I mean, it was a movie that nobody wanted to see get made, that nobody wanted to put funding towards, and also how I handled myself with integrity throughout the the formation of the film. I would say, I'd say those are the three that I'm proudest of for producing. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Those, yeah. So going back to what you just said about Beauty Mark and the person that you uh, are proud of that you are and who came through all that, mm-hmm. when you through your work, Ashley Kate, um, what what is important for you to, to convey? What are you? Is there something about your work that you're expressing or mm-hmm. that embodies who you are? Yeah, I mean, I think in the work itself, if you see a property that's my name on that I've been on the ground for from from creating, um, it. The story, it's just honest storytelling. And a lot of the stories that I think AKA Studio Productions or I get behind, um, they're just very authentic. They're different. Nobody has told it before. It might be the first time you've heard something or, you know, like Blindside is unbelievably special. Corbin, this is, she's a well-known actress, but this is her first film that she has, you know, written herself. And she's an African-American woman. She's also directing it for her first thing that she's directing. So I, I, I try to truly bring up new talent that's, that's growing up around me that are, that are my peers. And I try to give them places to kind of jump off and I try to, you know, try to support them. So I think that's one way that you would know kind of work as my own, but I also just, I try to lead. I know it sounds so silly. It's just, I try to like lead with, with love. And I try to give people a really great safe environment to create in to where everybody can kind of lead their own department. And, um, a lot of people I hire, you know, I might hire them a a department up of what they might do, say on a network television show or something, you know, we've worked with like first ADs who then have become directors for things for us, you know, or, or something like that, or, or a camera operator, right. Giving them the opportunity to be a director of photography. That's, that's really important for me. So I would say, uh, things being authentic, things being new and original and, and just like, young women in the industry trying to give them opportunities. No wonder we connected. <laughs> no wonder, right? No I mean, wonder. the authenticity piece, being genuine, yeah. expressing yourself in a way that's loving and gentle and caring, bringing up other people, helping them find their way, that is all beautiful. And if that's what you stand for, Ashley Kate, yes. I am more than delighted to know you, have you in my <laughs> life. Uh, what, what a gift you have been. Thanks. Thanks. I'm just trying, you know, we've only got, we got one shot at this life and it all yes. means something. It really does. Yes. And, and you and I talked a bit about that. And, and speaking of that, here we are coming to the very close of the show already. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I want to give you the chance to share with our listeners across the globe, just maybe in one minute, what would you like to leave them with? Um, I would just say to be true to yourself whatever that means in the moment, um, to trust your instincts, to listen to your gut, um, to, to, um, to guard your heart, but still attempt to be soft and open, um, to appreciate the relationships you have, the people in your family, the people in your business relationships and look out look out for each other, look out, look out for others around you. And I just, I truly believe that, you know, in turn, they will be looking out for you as well. Beautiful way to finish, Ashley. Kate, thank you so much for being on the show, sharing your brilliance, your beauty, your wit, your charm, your heart, everything. It has been incredible to have you here with us. 
Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. So glad that American Airlines brought us together. Thank you, American Airlines. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to learn more about Ashley Kate Adams and the work she does, visit her website. That's one place to start. It's Ashley Kate Adams. Let me spell that for you. A-S-H-L-E-Y-K-A-T-E-A-D-A-M-S.com. Ashley Kate Adams. Join us next week when we're on the air with Rachel Merlot and her recently released book that she's talking about, Just Succeed Without Apology. See you then. Remember that work is at least one-third of our life, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work. <laughs>